Creditor's Corner Legal Talk presented by Smith Debenham Attorneys at Law. My name is Lauren Reeves. I'm a partner in the firm's business law section. Before we begin, I want to note the information provided in this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, any and all information shared is for general informational purposes only. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter. With that out of the way, let's now turn our attention to this week's topic, which is one of the programs Congress enacted in response to the coronavirus pandemic and the economic fallout. It's the Paycheck Protection Program. It's also known as PPP loans or 3P loans. Our guest to discuss this important topic is Jean Chanelli, who has an LLM in tax law and practices business and tax law in our business law section. Jean, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's, it's great to be back. It's been a few months since we've done one, but I'm happy to be here today and talk about the, the 3P program. That's awesome. So what is this Paycheck Protection Program? Yeah, the, the Paycheck Protection Program or, or 3P program, PPP, you hear it uh, called a number of different things, but it is a federally guaranteed loan program that's SBA or Small Business Administration administered, and it's for small businesses, and it's intended to help them cover payroll and other necessary expenses during the economic downturn that the COVID-19 pandemic has caused. This is referred to in the program as the emergency period. Basically, it's the period starting around the the beginning of April and extending through July um, in what is intended, what was expected to be the, the worst part of the pandemic, at least from an economic standpoint. So the part where more businesses or, or most businesses who, who had to shut down as a result uh, did so. Now we'll talk about, or I want to talk about just at the beginning, two key features of the program. One is the maximum loan amount, and that is ten million dollars. And we'll we'll talk about how businesses calculate or determine how much of a loan they're eligible for. But the maximum is ten million dollars. That's that's one key data point. The other one is that, again, with the emphasis being on small businesses, the the maximum number of employees that an eligible business can have is 500. And that is uh, a requirement that is, you know, that is a hard number. And we'll, we'll get into, we'll get into some details about that in a few minutes. So the PPP funding is loans and not grants? Yes, it is. Uh, PPP funding is through loans. Um, these are loans that are being issued and administered by the SBA. They're you businesses apply for them through their bank or, or financial institution that they deal with normally. But again, they, they are loans. Now, one critical feature of the 3P loans is that they are forgiven or forgivable if borrowers either are able to maintain their payroll levels during the emergency period. In other words, the period that COVID-19 pandemic caused, or if businesses restore them shortly after the emergency period ends, then they are eligible to apply for for forgiveness of of the loans. In other words, so at that point, the business's obligation to repay the loan goes away and and it it does become essentially a, a grant at that point. But we'll focus on the forgiveness part of the 3P uh, loans in the second part of this podcast. So it's a loan given to keep businesses open and keep its employees employed. Correct. 
Got it. So they're loans, right? I do a lot of lending-related work, Mm -hmm. and most of mine is secured by real estate. I haven't done any of these, so I'm guessing that they're not secured by real estate. Right. Tell me a little bit more about them and their interest rate, Mm -hmm. any collateral guarantees. Sure. And again, the legislation that that created the 3P loan program, uh, the CARES Act, enacted in late March of this year, contains a number of really borrower-friendly provisions with regard to interest rates, collateral, fees, um, things like that. By law, the interest rate for 3P loans is fixed at 1%, which wow. even in you know today's extremely low interest rate environment is a still very favorable rate, particularly for a, a business borrowing. As far as maturity goes, the law states that the 3P loans mature, in other words, become due in two years. So 1% interest rate, two-year term. Collateral, no collateral is required. And again, as I mentioned a minute ago, businesses apply for 3P loans through their financial institutions that they normally do business with. Those financial institutions, again, speaking of loan costs, they are prohibited by CARES Act from uh, from charging fees for 3P loans. And, and since these loans are SBA administered, there's not any risk of a, a bank charging borrowers fees during the administration process of the loan. So again, very favorable uh, borrowing terms under the 3P program. And personal guarantees? Personal guarantees are not required. And again, thinking of how business borrowings normally go, I mean, that is, you know, a personal guarantee of a business owner, especially for small business loans is the, you know, the norm. I mean, it's, it's pretty much expected, but again, the three P loans do not require a personal guarantee. So also the PPP money, why are we talking about it? I thought the money ran out immediately. Yeah, there was, uh, you may have heard a little bit about that in the, in the media. And it was, you know, as a lot of times these programs go when they're enacted, I don't want to say hastily, there was a lot of thought that went into this, but you know, they were enacted fairly quickly, the goal being, again, to get money into the economy, get money out to uh, businesses to, to keep their doors open as quickly as possible. So needless to say, the, the rollout of the 3P loans did not go terribly smoothly. The first round of loan funding, which was $349 billion with, with a B, not $350, $349 billion, was gone within two weeks of when the program started, just was gone. And there was a lot of uh, difficulty with businesses being able to get applications in. You know, banks were having trouble handling all the applications um, and so forth. And so the, the rollout, again, was not smooth. However, almost immediately after the first round of funding, the $349 billion first round of funding ran out, Congress approved a second round. And really, the, the application process since then has, has been smoother as banks have caught up. And I checked uh, yesterday to see what the status of the second round of funding is, how much of that is left. And the most recent data I saw indicated that there was still over $100 billion left in the 3P loan program and available. So still a decent amount of money left. I should point out that the the deadline at this point for uh, businesses to apply for a, a 3P loan is coming up. It's on June 30th of this year. Uh, today's June 2nd, so still about a month left to uh, to apply. But 
short answer is that there's still quite a bit of funding left and available for uh, for loans. What kind of businesses are eligible for PPP loans? Two main requirements for eligibility. First, uh, a business must have been operational on February 15th of this year. Now, what does operational mean? That can mean, you know, startup phase, you know, fairly early stage business would qualify. Again, as long as they were up and running on February 15th, doesn't have to be, you know, a particular level of, you know, business maturity beyond that, beyond just being um, operational. So that's the first requirement, operational on February 15th. Second, as I mentioned a minute ago, the business must have 500 or fewer employees. And that, of course, begs the question of you know, what counts against that number? Who is considered to be an employee for purposes of that number? And it includes full-time employees, part-time employees, uh, temporary or leased employees. They all count against that 500 employee limit. Now, again, when the, when the program was, was first rolled out, there was a lot of media attention surrounding some larger businesses, particularly franchise businesses, who, because of their size, received 3P funding but but shouldn't have, and, you know, they returned that. But it does beg an important question about franchise businesses because they're very common and they're typically small businesses in the sense that, you know, a, franchi- a franchisee of, say, a, a quick-serve restaurant might have just one or two restaurants through their franchise and you know, how do they count? And the there's been a, a clarification made that for franchise businesses, a franchisee will only need look at the number of employees that they have within their franchise. And so, you know, McDonald's, for instance, if, if you own a McDonald's franchise, as long as your particular business operating the franchise has 500 or fewer employees, you, you're eligible. You, you don't include all of all McDonald's employees worldwide against your total portion, only the number that you employ directly. That makes sense. What about sole proprietors, self-employed, independent contractors? Sure. Sole proprietors, self-employed individuals, independent contractors are all eligible to apply for 3P loans. They're considered eligible businesses. Again, the one caveat is that they must have been in business again as of February 15th, 2020. So again, that date that the 3P program is is considered to to have started, the emergency period beginning date, February 15th. So you can get up to $10 million in PPP loan funding, Mm -hmm. but how is the loan amount that a business can apply for determined? Sure. So again, the the goal of the the 3P loans is to keep, keep businesses running, help businesses keep people employed during the emergency period. Again, when the program was established, it was thought that the emergency period would last about two and a half months. So Congress established two and a half months as kind of a baseline for determining eligible costs. And the loan amount is based on eligible costs with the main the main indicator, the main cost being payroll costs. So the maximum amount of a business's PPP loan is two and one half times its average monthly payroll cost, again, subject to that overall $10 million limit. So what's a payroll cost mm-hmm. then? Yeah, that depends on whether the applicant, whether the PPP loan applicant is a traditional employer employing employees are they a sole proprietor or are they an independent contractor? We'll we'll start with traditional employers. So 
you know, again, employers who employ traditional employees, um, W-2 employees, for those employers, payroll costs include payments of any kinds of compensation to those employees, including salaries, wages, um, commissions, sort of top-line compensation, tips if, say, it's a restaurant or a uh, kind of business that has um, employees who uh, earn a lot of their compensation through tips, Parental leave payments, vacation, um, medical sick leave payments for for those kinds, uh, those kinds of payments to employees, any kind of severance payment, payments for um, insurance benefits like group health care benefits, um, so insurance premiums for that if it's through a traditional kind of medical insurance plan, let's say, payments of retirement benefits count as well. And then uh, finally, any kind of any kind of state or local tax that's assessed on an employee's compensation, which is kind of not applicable to that many businesses, but it's but it's there. Now, if a business um, is run through a sole proprietorship, um, or if they're an independent contractor, self-employed individuals, again, the the marker, the, the indicator is payroll costs. And again, that's wage income, commission income, net earnings from self-employment, those kinds of compensation. And so long as it does not exceed $100,000 a year, and again, that's prorated uh, over the covered period, that is how sole proprietorships, independent contractors, self-employed individuals calculate their payroll costs for purposes of the loan amount. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that there are some payroll costs that are ineligible for PPP loan funding. So again, when you're determining how much of a loan um, am I eligible for, you have to separate out uh, these co- these costs. First is compensation of an individual employee that's in, in excess of an annual salary of $100,000. So basically the first $100,000 of an employee's salary is, is prorated for the two and a half month period, or I'm sorry, the period between February 15th and June 30th, the first $100,000 is considered to be an eligible payroll cost. The rest isn't. So again, for your more highly compensated employees, that, that's an issue. Payroll taxes, so FICA, FUDA taxes, those sorts of taxes, as opposed to taxes on payment of the compensation itself, payroll taxes don't count as an eligible cost. And finally, um, any kind of sick leave wages and family leave wages that the family's first coronavirus response act requires or, or um, allows, those are also ineligible as well. Congress didn't want businesses to double dip as it were. So again, payroll costs are the standard, but you have to be careful on which uh, payroll costs you include. Now, I heard there was like rent was available mm-hmm. as a non-payroll business expense. Are there any more? Is that right? And is there any more of those? That is correct. Um, There are certain kinds of non-payroll business expenses that are eligible for funding. The the PPP rules do say, however, that no more than 25% of a business's loan can be spent on these non-payroll expenses. So the thinking is, again, well, there are certain kinds of expenses besides payroll expenses that are essential in keeping any kind of business open and running during the emergency period. And so Congress said, yes, we, we want to authorize loan funding uh, for that, but we don't want employee, we, we still want the focus to be on payroll costs, thus the 75-25 kind of breakdown. Now, the, the other non-payroll business expenses that are allowed are 
mortgage interest, rent, utility payments, and then um, any additional wages that a employer pays to an employee that earns tips also counts. There have been some clarifications on um, what what counts as mortgage interest that can include um, interest on personal property as well as real property. Rent also includes rent on personal property and real property. Um, but again, very you know, basic business expenses, rent and utilities, mortgage interest and utilities are how, how you should, how is the best way to summarize it. So if a business is paying for its space and also renting its copiers, those would be Co- correct. eligible. Right. Or they're, or they're paying interest on, say, some kind of installment plan to, to buy their copiers. Yes. So... There's the twenty set. There's the twenty five seventy five breakdown. That all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got to talk about loan forgiveness under this. But yep. I think we're running out of time. Okay. So let's do another one. Okay. And let's talk about it soon because I think there are some people who really want to hear about this. Yeah, it's that's really interesting stuff. That sounds great. And timely. That so sounds great. Who can business owners talk to if they want to find out more about these PPP loans? They they can talk to me again. I'm I'm Gene Chinelli here uh, with Smith Debnam. My number, 919-250-2231. My email is eshanelli, or E-C-H-I-A-N-E-L-L-I, at smithdebnamlaw.com. And I would be happy to talk to you about the 3P loan program. Gene, thank you so much for being here. As always, I had fun and learned a lot. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you.